The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people, from Upsitnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Greetings, everyone. The carnival is back once again. Carnival of Randomness, your cure for nerd culture. We are somewhere in the middle of the desert on our way to Roswell, New Mexico, in an off year to go see the International UFO Museum, and this piece of shit that we rented broke down. And, Rob, you spotted the UFO first. Yes, they're real. They are real, and they're trying to fix the car. They're not doing and very well. And I must well. say, this is another fine mess you got me into, because Laurel and Hardy never said that. They always said that there's a very nice mess you got yeah. me into, so I've actually said this. Well, there you go. A first right here, ladies and gentlemen. Because they never said that. It was always, it's a nice mess. Well, on that, and since the aliens have demanded via phaser that we entertain them. Why, well, they're trying to fix the car. Well, they're they, attempting. So we're going to uh, do it. Don't mate with the car, dude. Uh, oh, no, no. That's, well, poor exhaust pipe. You know, that's illegal in three states. Oh. I'll let you guess which three. <laughs> but speaking of that, why don't we start with... Uh, some of the classic movie TV show lines that never actually existed. I think the uh, the best one would be the what was the the Star Wars. Are they Wars sure one? they're even going to be? Well, they might know Star. Not Wars. Star Wars, the Star Trek one. Can they be? Can they beam this to their own planet or whatever? Right, so but it's th- okay. there was never. He never did say beam, me up, beam me up, Scotty. But everybody thinks he did, but he never did. I guess the popular lore from Shatner was in the seventies, especially, and I guess to this day. If somebody says captain or says this to him, I guess he salutes them with a certain other salute because in his view, he seems to be making fun of them. Well, that's the thing. And I'm sorry, I liked William Shatner, but the fact that he has now gotten so bitter, and I don't know why, all the money he's made off of uh, Star Trek and subsequent appearances, and yet he views Star Trek fans with utter disdain. Well, I think he views them as cash cows, basically. Well, I mean, I've heard stories, there's stories online about how he's, been to people and fans and oh, everything yeah. and how so no thank you, you know if you want to shell the hundred dollars for his autograph he won't even look at you yeah no thanks nobody's really worth that much no i don't know i don't get people i don't get especially celebrities you know it's obvious they do it for the attention they want attention and then they get pissed off when people pay attention to them i know it's amazing it's like somebody made a comment about will chamberlain one time about well i don't have privacy i don't have privacy you're dressed in a fur coat with big dogs going down the street in a limo. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like the Lenny Kravitz syndrome. You know, the old, the infamous Family Guy clip where he was trying to dress like him. It's like, And remember, nothing says I've been places like sunglasses with two road flares attached to them. Well, there's a couple of stories about that. I guess like Robert Plant, after Led Zeppelin had their gig at the O2 Arena, he went back to Wolverhampton. He lives around there. And I guess he just went to a bar, and I guess they all know him there. And he had a half bottle of vodka and some hummus. And... Nobody bothers him because everybody sort of knew him. And I guess Princess Diana used to go in some places, and if you don't announce yourself, it's like randomly, would you think you'd run into anybody around here? 
I saw a guy at Tim Hortons that looked exactly like James Cromwell. Oh, well, Jason Isbell was walking down the street, I guess, and he said when he was playing at Water Street a few years ago when there was a Water Street, he just said he walked down to the Eastman. And who would notice? Right, exactly. And Ryan Adams would would be shopping at the House of Guitars, I guess. And Ryan Adams actually used to live here for a little while, for real. Well, and um, uh, Gary Lewis, of Gary Lewis and the Playboys, son of Jerry Lewis, he lives in uh, Honeyoy Falls now. Yep. We could have walked right past him on the street and never even noticed him, because I don't know what the hell Yeah, well, no, not not that guy, but, you know. Yeah, and he does a chair, I guess he does a concert in Menden every year. Yeah, but... How big is Honeyway Falls? Well, not very. We've been out there a few times. It's not a big town. It's a nice town. We could have walked right by the guy and not even realized who it was. Yeah, and it's amazing, though. Well, I remember, but on that, um, growing up outside of Pittsburgh in the 90s, uh, when Bill Cower was coaching the Steelers, he lived not far from where I grew up, and his kids went to the same high school that I did, albeit much younger than I am. And we would just run into him in random places, and nobody bugged him. I got down the street from where, you know, from where I was for a while, there was a place called Ice Cream World. And Ice Cream World, I bumped into Coach Cower there. Once or twice when I was up at the high school, he would come and run the track with his headphones on, just give us a wave and keep on running. Well, in terms of celebrities also, the thing I think about, okay, it's part of the job, unfortunately, or fortunately. If you're doing something, if you're making that much money and in your public eye, you expect people. But, I mean, I have heard accounts kind of gothic toad where don't bother with Bauman. Did we ever find him, by the way? He's still supposedly trying to purchase not just a lacrosse team, but a lacrosse league. But if he, if they let him back in the state, we'll get him back L-O-R, on. L.O.R. League of Rage. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. But That's what we call in the business for, a But I guess back. Rob's the closest one to approach because he's done other stuff. And he's one of the ones. Oh, he's still, sorry, he has his YouTube channel, and he's still oh, yeah, we got a public hype his YouTube channel. But. He doesn't want to talk about the past, so if you see him, talk about Lou Graham or talk about what he's doing now, but really try not to talk about... He might say, well, I was in this band before, and it yeah. was sort of... And there are some things, like I but, know... Um, but just stay away from Bauman, or you'll be interested. Yeah. Like the great case in point, if you're ever speaking with Ed Harris, don't ever bring up the abyss. Because I believe they had such a horrifying experience, and he actually punched out James Cameron. Because... Yeah. Who was the, the, the female lead in that one? Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Yeah. The one who dies forever and ever and then pops back. Well, I think at, the, at some point there was um, a scene where they were filming and they actually had the liquid in the suits and she almost drowned. And Cameron was being an asshole. And Ed Harris walked up and just popped him right in the teeth. That was actually interesting, the year that came out in 1989. That was my year of the movies. My God, was it that long ago? I could tell you because... That's 30 years this year, was, folks. When That was my year of the movies because for some reason it was in Webster. We used to go, all my friends, we used to meet all the time. And that was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the big ones, too, that was Batman, Tim Burton's first Batman Ah, uh, Michael Keaton, <laughs> Pitch- and, Pittsburgh's favorite superhero. And what superhero. happened was, because I was the comic book person, everybody wanted me to go with them to see it. Right. So I ended up seeing it like eight or nine times. Well, it's not a bad thing, because the go. original Batman, not the TV show Batman, but uh, or Batman the movie, it was a great movie. 
the thing is, the genesis of that movie was hilarious because originally it was like in around 1980, the original thought was a musical comedy starring Bill Murray. That may not have actually been that bad. Not going to lie. And they went through so many names for who was going to play Batman. Mel Gibson was one. That could have been That would have been all. And there was the story. It's a popular legend in film. We don't know if it's true or not. Where after the the fine movie that was the fourth Batman movie there, <laughs> Batman and Rob, which could have been one of the worst as we may talk about down the line. You leave George Clooney alone. He could, you know what? Clooney could have been good if the material was good, I bet. He could have done Batman Begins, I think, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But the scene of seeing Arnold singing the Cold Miser song sort of did it. Yeah, that was fun. But the popular lore was that they were going to have a... And I've never heard this again, but the story goes they were going to reboot it with the fifth movie. It was going to be Kurt Russell. And it was going to be an all-out sort of action Batman. And what happened was Soldier came out and it bombed. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. But most of the time, they already have the deals made and everything. Yeah, they, they have those deals made pretty far in advance. <coughs> Good old Cottonwood's getting me. I know. Oh, by got, the way, Cottonwood is out. It's like an, if you've ever seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1970s version, when the little spores come down on the planet, had the dog out the other day by the canal, and oh, and then there's a cat out there. Looked like church from Pet Cemetery. It was this old woman, this old house by the canal. It very well made. And it's been. staring at us. And it looked like something like it crawled out of the grave. And then it laid down in the canal path and just would stare at you with these evil green eyes. And the well, that's, yeah, well, to be fair, that's most cats. They just lay and stare with hatred. That's what this one did. This one was freaky looking. Even the dog stayed away from it. You know, I was actually discussing with somebody the other, the other day that um, I believe dogs might be nature's perfect creation. Hmm. And we as a species really don't deserve dogs. Why? Because they can lick their own rears? Well, no, that's part of it. But to be fair, if you could, would you ever leave your house? <laughs> I wouldn't. No, but just the fact that, you know, they love unconditionally. They're goofy as hell, especially the bigger dogs. And yeah, Why are the little dogs the nastiest? I mean, the meanest dogs I've ever encountered was a little miniature pincher. By yeah, the little shit dogs. Was, was a nasty, nasty piece of work. Well, that reminds me of the great internet meme and... If you find it, it's it's quite true. There's a picture of, it's one of the big breeds, so either like a Mastiff, a St. Bernard, something like that, and it said, don't be alarmed by my size, human. I am no threat. I just want to hug you and love you and be your friend forever. Oh, the big ones. I remember. And then, it, then on the bottom half, it's a uh, like a snarling like Pomeranian or sh- some sh- little shit yap dog. Shit zoo. Yeah. And all it says is, fight me, you fuck. Well, the ones that Pomeranians aren't as nasty as some, the little butterfly dogs. No, but they can be, and they a lot of those small dogs just have really nasty attitudes. But I love how the attitude of some of the bigger ones. One of my friends had a Rottweiler, literally around two hundred pounds. I would go, over, go over to her house, and it would not. It would gum me. It would stick. It would not bite me. Yeah, it's like oh, oh, oh. you will pet me, and it would lean up against right. me. Exactly, like if I'm petting my dog. I'll be petting him, and then I'll stop. He'll get his nose up under my hand and flip it back onto his head so I yeah. can continue petting him. But I've done something. I have to tell the space aliens is we talk about how we're the antidote to nerd culture. And one of the reasons we say that is because there are people that take a lot of this stuff way too seriously. Oh, And they God. do think that it's part of somehow it belongs to them. And if you don't believe what they say, then or if the other thing, if it's cool. Well, that's that's another part of it. <laughs> is they only believe that it's theirs when it's trendy. Yeah. 
but I've committed nerd them because I late in the game I got into Game of Thrones. I literally never really watched it mm-hmm. until this year that I'd sort of binge watched it. Right. And I got one of my little imaginary crushes on Daenerys Targaryen. I remember you said that. You're like, you know, you're my Daenerys. I was like, who the fuck is Daenerys? Yeah, I actually used it for a balance. I said, I'll be your Tyrion, you can be my Daenerys. I'm lucky I didn't say I'll be your Jamie, you can be my Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know. No, I no, probably don't. Everybody who's listening probably knows. But there's a good meme about that where Princess Leia is sitting there. I kissed my brother once, and there's seriously, oh, how nice. Oh, God. You don't want to know. No, I, that, but no. anyways, spoilers, hell with it. It's been on. Daenerys no, got no, off. You can't, you can't spoil a show that's come to an end. And a lot of people groused about it. Literally, I have not watched the last season. But Daenerys got killed, and I was in mourning for weeks. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I've fallen into the nerd curse. I watched the first two episodes of the show. Because one of the few people I'll actually listen to for television and movie recommendations, you know Darren. Yeah. He was he's big in he was big into Game of Thrones. He said, Look, give it a try. He said, I know you don't and that's a genre I don't really care for, that sword and sandal fantasy stuff. That's more like Caitlin's into that a lot yeah. more than I've just never movies. been a fan of it. So he said, just try the first couple episodes and at least then you could say you gave it a shot. Okay, fine. So I watched the first two episodes. I will say this. While I didn't care for it as a show because I don't like that genre, beautifully made, incredibly well scripted, and at the time, at least, very well acted. Well, consider, little, to go on a little tangent, do you guys see this? Do you guys have a broadcast and everything for satellite for your planet? Okay, sort of familiar. No, remember take, remember it, the audience here. These it takes a while. They're just getting the Oscars. Don't tell them Braveheart yeah, won. Yeah, these guys. Oh, yeah, that's right, because the feed, it doesn't come by. Right. Oh, Bra- no, no, no. Don't worry. That Mel Gibson guy, no, he turned out very good. I may, I may have swiped that from a cartoon. Everything good there. But it's amazing to look at the budget for the last season of Game of Thrones is $40 million. What? Now, I just want to put that in perspective for a second. Babylon 5, I think... Wasn't even a million for a couple times, but Star Trek, the original series, they used plastic rocks and rubber suit monsters. No! And then they cut the budget. Are you saying the Gorn was a dude in a rubber suit and you could see the zipper when you looked you know, even when remotely I was a closely? Kid, no. When I was a kid, for Godzilla and everything, we know it's a dude in a rubber suit, unlike the... Well, but the problem, I think, and back then, maybe this is something that's changed a bit. We could suspend belief a lot. Well, what happened to me when I was I a kid... Say. They had comic books about they would have monsters in the comic books. Right. And what they always had, like if they were showing a film, was they had a guy, it was a machine animal, and the guy was in there remote controlling it. Yeah. So I literally thought these were giant things being remote controlled. Only yeah. later... Did you realize it was some dude in a rubber suit? But now for the latest Godzilla movie, it's kind of funny. You get the credits, watch the credits of it. All the monsters are credited as himself or herself. Spoilers. So they were really in. It's, so I guess, Ghidorah and Godzilla go uh, along. You know, the, I, I know Godzilla, after the, the first couple of movies um, with Honda in the 50s, um, you know, I think he retired, what, down to Boca? Yeah. Or Pensacola, somewhere in that area? He, he did retire to Florida to enjoy the uh, the weather and the beaches because he got tired well, of Well, these guys might the be like, maybe if they, they might be like the things in Explorers. If you remember that movie from the 80s, they came out, remember the space aliens get the signals from TV and everything, so they're all these pop culture cliches? Vaguely, yes, I do. No, just don't mate with the car, dude. Fix it for us, I know. please. You, you just saw your friend try it, but... 
I don't know. Maybe they're in town for like the tour or something. No, you know what? It's probably for the convention. Maybe. But speaking of that, what are some weird museums you've been to? I mean, talk about the Roswell Museum. You guys well, been I, there? I, I well, they probably wouldn't go. But I, I have been to the Rochester or Rochester Roswell UFO Museum, International UFO Museum. It's changed considerably since I was there, as I was there in 1997 for the 50th anniversary of the supposed crash at, in Roswell. It, um, it's, Did Jesse it's Ventura Im- come up to you in a hat saying, What you saw was the planet Venus. <coughs> Sorry, allergy cough. No, but it was... It didn't take itself too seriously. It was very fun. Roswell is a neat little town. If you ever decide to go there, I think you should. But my advice is, my nickel's worth of free advice, as my dad always used to say, if you're going to go to the International UFO Museum, avoid years that would be anniversary years. So any year that ends in a 7 or a 2, because the original crash, they say, happened in 1947. So that's why we're out here now, you know. It's a 9. Nobody cares. Yeah. Because that town is book solid for months in advance on an anniversary year. It's amazing. It's like, I wonder if they have anything. I know they have all that stuff for Loch Ness. I wonder if there's some special year because of some photo or something. What? The, I think it was 1933 was that original photo. Yeah, or was the first sighting, but then there was that photo that obviously later turned out to be a hoax. I think that was in the 50s. Yeah. But I can't recall. I think 1933 was the first reported sighting of the monster. Which did bring one of the best theories about that that I've ever heard. Somebody theorized, if you look at it, when they thought it was real, it's an elephant trunk. And it was an elephant somehow lived in Scotland that liked to go for swims. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility with an elephant. It's just, what the hell would an elephant be doing in Scotland? Learning the bagpipes or something? I mean, what the hell is anybody doing in Scotland? You know, Scottish food is the only cuisine created on a dare? Oh, no. Ever, Sorry, Scotland. Do you ever have cockaleeky? It's a stew. No, I saw, I saw my doctor about it. Oh. <laughs> but ah! literally, you will see your doctor about it because one of the uh, ingredients is actually a quite hearty stew with leeks, chicken, all. But the ingredient that goes in it that really makes it cockaleeky are prunes. Oh, Jesus Christ. So it should be called assaleeky. So it's... A, very, very hearty, though, if you make it I've right. never had that. I have had haggis. I have not, but I've heard the Robbie Burns poem to a haggis. Uh, to be fair, I didn't mind haggis because I like organ meats. Uh, granted, No piano meats, though, huh? No, it's a little too chewy. Um, but haggis in this country, they they have to cut down on certain ingredients because the, F, was it, the FDA says we're not allowed to have lungs. Well, basically explain to people All right. who explain to people from another planet what this is. For, for the aliens and those of you who don't know what the hell a haggis is, you take the, in, Scot, in true Scottish style, it is the heart, liver, lungs, and kidney of a sheep. You grind it up into a meat sausage-like, but you don't stuff it. You mix it with spices and oatmeal. Is it oatmeal? or It's oatmeal. You put it inside the stomach of the sheep and boil it until it becomes a mass. And then After you slice the sheep it is dead, not like you feed yeah, the yes, sheep. Yes, mind you, the sheep is, has, has expired. You don't feed the thing and then cook no. the sheep. You do this. But in the United States, we can't serve lungs, so they had to take it out. And I was at a Scottish festival in Ohio. That I'll leave you to imagine that one. And the one vendor had haggis puffs. It was minced up haggis served in a puff pastry. 
And it was delicious. And we gave it to one of the people we were with. Is that the pronunciation too? Haggis or Haggis? Haggis, isn't it? I've always said Haggis. All the Scotch, all the Scotch I've ever known, both liquid and human, have always called it Haggis. I'm sure it's pronounced like Haggish, you know, because they have different pronunciations. But... Oh, especially some. If you get into some of those, like some, you wouldn't even be able to understand them. Oh God, I've tried. There's I, a movie Orphans with Albert Finney. It they have subtitles because it's Scottish. You have to. So. But, so we gave him the haggis puff. He's like, what is it? Like, eat it first and we'll tell you. He's chewing on it. And like, oh, this is pretty good. What is it? Then we explained what haggis was. And you could, it was like a cartoon where, like, the chewing just slowed down, like. Not the Titus Andronicus feel. Yeah. It just slowed down. But really, the thing about liver is it kind of is minerally. That would be a good word yeah. for it. Like, oceanic well, a lot minerally. Of iron yeah, a lot of iron. It's very good. That's. That's uh, an interest. But how the hell did we get from ha- get from museums to haggis? Well, one of the things about there's a question I always used to get. People would look at me like on the trivia things. Very simple though, because back in the day when you get your enemy, you dig the liver and lights. They cut them out because mm-hmm. the thing was people would say, "Okay, what are lights? Eyes? No, no, that's the lungs." Yeah. And they thought because they thought that's where the soul was located. So Correct, if you ever yes. get that our trivia, liver and lights is not eyes. Yeah. It's very odd. Just from my reading and stuff. Yeah, but that's interesting, and that's why I always did well in trivia competitions. As my dad used to say, if it doesn't make me any money, I know the answer to it. Oh, one of the ones, I remember they'd want me in grade school, they'd put us in groups, and we'd have to do trivia, and I would just do that. And I remember one time, we're in this group, and I'm getting all the questions, and they asked the one question is, Peter Sutcliffe, notorious serial killer, who was he noted to being? And I told the group leader, it's the Yorkshire Ripper, it's the Yorkshire Ripper. He's like, I'm not going to say that. He's like, just say it. Say it. Yeah, you pulled the same Kinnison from back to school. And he said, the Yorkshire Ripper? Oh, that's right. (laughs) But I just knew all the stupid trivia stuff. Yeah, exactly. I know just very random things. I what is it? A jack of all trades and a master of none, but that's better being that that's better than being a master of none. Or like Tombstone Hands actually Steve Litvick who oh, was just Steve. here. That's actually a line from a Rolling Stones song, Tombstone yeah. Hands. Oh, is it? Yeah. I did not know that. That's pretty good. But what are some one of the other ones I'm going to be making my pilgrimage to soon is the Jello Gallery. I like the Jello Museum out in and is it Leroy or Leroy? Famous for their popular and well-known citizen, John Adams. That's right. John Adams, he of Regionomics, lives in Leroy. In the presidency, but it's no. funny he would move there and just retire yeah. for hundreds not of a, years. It's not a bad little town. Well, it's funny how he lives down the other way from that deli there with the homemade horseradish and oh, yeah. cream puffs and bologna subs. Amazing. No coincidence there. No, not at all. But the, the Jell-O Museum is... Um, is interesting. Hopefully, they have removed or will soon remove the Bill Cosby shit. It was there last time. I well, saw when you it. were there, did they have that giraffe head? Yep. Did you Did you get the story about the giraffe no. head? No. I I can't really do it justice. But next time you go, ask them about the giraffe head. It's really and I was there years ago with my dad and grandfather, and they still have the um, underneath the Leroy Historical Society Transportation Museum. You go down and there's a bunch of like old vintage cars and bikes. Yeah, like you get a ticket to the Jello Museum and it comes free admi- with free admission to the Transportation Museum downstairs. You go down, there's an old penny farthing bicycle. I think maybe a Model T. It, it's neat. Um, one of the funny things about it too is you go around. It's not very big. 
No, no. So you want to have something else to do if you go down there. Yeah. So you go in there, but we go around the corner, they have all these jello molds. And of course, I'm looking, hey, we had that one. Right, we yeah. Had that. We had the fish, we had the cornucopia. I was going to say, there, it was a nostalgia thing for a lot of, especially older older people, back when jello molds were the in vogue thing. And you get to vote on your jello flavor of the month. You did, and I voted. And my dad voted for raspberry. I think I voted for blueberry? Possibly, but the thing remember. was, for grossness, there was a coffee jello. Oh. But the thing is, I always make, I always get a shirt. So I've got the grape, I've got the lime. Next one's well, going to be lemon. I was going to say, you want to get lemon next. Lemon's really nice. I mean, it's, Yeah, it's, lemon, when done well, is very good. Because, like, the raspberry ones, not really, or the cherry, they should have just... And raspberry is just generic fruit. Yeah, you know? but just the color. I mean, that's what I like, the colors. And of cherry them. is always generic sweet maraschino cherry that I don't even know how they're considered cherries. I don't know. Cherries with booze, whatever. When anybody was a kid when they got into the Paris liquor cabinet. But like now it. now they have the, the Luxardo cherries. Oh, like the they? real they're about the size of raisins. And they're just very intense flavor. And they are pricey as shit, but they're good for drinks. And there's another we have a lot of little museums around here. The National the Railroad Museum, Transportation Museum. Still haven't found which it. Which is a neat little place if you just get get off at the rush exit, make a right, you'll Sort of That's what it is. It. I live near there, and I've just. Well, there's a strawberry. There's like a neat little strawberry place too over there. It's like you can get strawberries. Oh, well, that's good to know. Which is good. I got them on the way back. But you go down there, go in there. They'll take you on a little train ride, an old train. Well, did we see uh, out in Batavia when we went to the Muck Dogs game? Go Muck Dogs! Just signed their extension with the Marlins through 2020. Yep. Don't they have a salt museum out there? It's around somewhere. Was we that see. where? There, no, no, it's no, the other no, no, way. No, 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 other it's way. the other way. But there is a museum in Batavia. I think it's like the Bureau of Land Management Museum yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, the Salt Museum. I remember going out towards Syracuse, so heading east. Uh, then there's uh, obviously. I'm just thinking places we've been corning. There's the Museum of Glass, but then we saw it was the Rockwell Museum. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be Rockwell, like Norman Rockwell. Turns out it wasn't. No. I don't remember who it was, it was but it wa- other... wasn't. Let's name his brother, maybe, or something. I don't know, Freddy. And then, if you go to East Aurora, there's the Millard Filmer Museum. Which you had the most awesome shirt on the other day. It was a picture. Picture this, ladies and gentlemen. A green shirt with a the circular portrait of Millard Fillmore. And on top was original comb-over, Millard Fillmore. And you know what? They're not wrong. I think he's really going to get up there in presidency. He should. Really. Uh, Him and William Henry Harrison. Actually, of all the times I've been to Las Vegas, there's some neat museums and such out there. We went to, uh, it, they call it the Pinball Muse- Hall of Fame, but I, I classify it as a museum. That would be neat. And a lot of them, most of them actually are operational. I was playing a pinball game from the mid-50s, you know, all wood, all this stuff. And instead of, you know, the massive point doubles like you get in pinball these days, it's everything a, was one point. I wonder if they had to give it from all give it Viagra since it was the nineteen fifties speak it all wood. Made of wood, but I'm bumping. Yeah. Yeah, it only took wooden nickels. Which should be a museum there though, the beef jerky. Oh, the beef jerky store? Yeah. I love that place. But it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? But actually and actually speaking of museums, if you come out of the beef jerky store off Fremont Street in Las Vegas, turn to your right, straight ahead of you about a block and a half is the Mob Museum. And that's a cool thing. We've seen the Mob Museum. We've seen the Atomic Testing Museum in Vegas. That got glowing reviews. But I'm bum hmm. Yeah. You saw Ham the Space Ape. 
That well, was not him, the space thing. No, um, I saw his grave. This was back again in 97 when I was out in New Mexico for a Boy Scout trip to Philmont in New Mexico. We went out about a week and a half early and did all this touring throughout southern Colorado, New Mexico. We actually drove to El Paso. And this will tell you how long ago it was. We walked across the Rio Grande, which, by the way, ain't so fucking grand. It's not a very big river. We walked across from El Paso to Juarez. And I still have my head. You couldn't do that nowadays, but no, we walked. We were in full Boy Scout uniform, walked across the, the street bridge. Spent like an hour or two in Juarez. We all bought tickets to the Mexican National Lottery. Didn't win. I wanted that 500 pesos or whatever the hell it was. Actually, speaking of that, there's a toll on the bridge. You go across. In 1997, you had to pay, I think it was 25 cents. Just a little toll to get across. And coming back, we saw the sign that said, you know, toll for bridge, I think five, 600 pesos. Like, shit, how much is that? It was a buck and a quarter. So it's like it cost you... <clears throat> Sorry, it cost you a quarter to get in there and a buck and a quarter to get back. What are they doing, trying to just keep out the riffraff? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's like the time we were in Warsaw and doing the James Bond thing in the hotel. I mean, they made vodka martinis very, very dry. God, sometimes talking just dry. Very, very out. dry. Speaking and we're going this. And it's interesting, the characters we would meet there, people traveling all around, Interesting, and KGB would follow us in Russia. It looked like something out of Boris and Natasha. These were the last days of the Cold War. It was Moose and Squirrel? But could have been. But we're in this hotel in Warsaw, and we're drinking these vodka martinis and everything, having fun. Then we get the bill, and it's 600,000 zloty. Yeah, you're like, Jesus and we're, Christ. Oh, my God, we're going to be in a gulag. We're going to be, well, this was just when communism, but we're going to be washing dishes here and learning Polish. Yeah. Then Dr. Biscuits, oh, it's about... $25. Well, that, and that, so one of my friends has the bill framed. That actually brings up an interesting point, and I've talked to people about this. You always look at, I, I like, for some reason, I like to look at exchange rates. You know, like, just a You cur- have money on your planet? Yeah. No. Just like a currency, that's, that's a carburetor, not a fleshlight. Mm-hmm. But um, it's always, you look at the dollar versus other countries. I'm just going to pick a currency. One, because the name is funny. Two, it's one I actually remember. Let's just say, for the sake of this story, one dollar is worth, say, 10,000 Vietnamese dong. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that well, yeah, somehow. Because that's actually their currency. That's a true fact. It's called the dong. <laughs> but <clears throat> You have a big dong there. And everybody thinks, like, oh, my God, I could go over to Vietnam and be rich. But the one thing people always forget is... What does 10000 buy you? Can you buy a sandwich? Can you buy a house? Can you buy a car? You know, they don't tell you in, in uh, the British car show formerly, Top Gear, they were in uh, Denmark, and they went to an ATM, and he said, all I could pull out was 400 kroner. Or was that Denmark it, or Sweden? Denmark. Yeah. Because there's a beer of surname that, isn't yeah. there? Cronenberg. Yeah. David Cronenberg, but or Carlsberg, Tuborg, no Tuborg. I'm oh, sorry, but in a any Krona something, I know there is. Could be, but anyway, he said, you know, four hundred kroner. Well, how much is that? Do I buy a pencil or an apartment building with that? Because, you know, so yeah. While you may have millions and millions of other countries' currency, 
you don't know if you can actually buy anything. No, with and the then same some thing. like you'll hear like Thailand would be a good place to retire to because you could basically live there every for about three three thousand dollars American a year. Yeah, or Chile is another one. Actually, now say. they say Belize. Belize is now apparently the U.S. retirement hotspot. Unbelievable. True, I always forget it's in South America. Is yeah, it? it's right on the uh, eastern coast there, up by uh, what's up there? Ecuador, Guinea? I don't know. I don't remember. These guys haven't traveled there. They won't know or anything. No, not usually. I was actually thinking of weird foods a little bit too recently. Because, no, you know what I found? What's that? It exists. I found a commercial for it. You could see it on the interweb there. Uh, Libyland Dinners. It was like this thing in the 70s. They were probably really bad for you. But unlike McDonald's Land, there was a Libyland. I do not remember ever hearing about Libyland. you Google it. And I don't think it was a regional thing or anything. But they had all these little characters, and it was your basic, like, your little puff puddings and chicken hmm. and Not, everything else. Yeah, that one's new to me. But, because I actually thought when I was a kid, if you went to McDonald's Land, you'd see all the characters and everything there. <laughs> Thank God you didn't, because, because that's, that's when they had the commercials with a lot of them, like the Hamburglar and Grimace and everybody. Yeah, and you notice most of them died out, I think, in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Last the, Mc, I remember the McNugget Buddies? Well, there was a birthday party we went to where they give us little blow-up grimaces, and there was O'Grimace's cousin. Yeah, O'Grimace for the Shamrock Shake. He lasted all of one season, and then people realized that the Shamrock Shake is kind of... It's gotten horrible. Kind of shitty. It's spoiled. I used to look forward to it. Well, there was two things we always looked forward to with McDonald's. The return of the McRib, which I still look forward to. Guns N' Roses slashed. I guess that's his favorite. Yeah, judge me all you want. I don't give a damn. And the Shamrock Shake. But then they did the eggnog shake around Christmas, which I never actually had. Did you ever have that one? No. Yeah. I have a thing where sometimes you have to watch out for some of those flavors. They might be good. They might taste like barf. Uh, me and a very, very dear friend of mine, I will refer to him right now only as the Storm and Mormon. Uh, we were somewhere, and we ended up getting McDonald's strawberry milkshakes. We're about halfway done with them. It's like, you know what would be good in this? Dumping some Jägermeister in it. That's not a good idea. Don't do that. I will say this about Jägermeister, though. I actually won a bottle at a stag party. And I'm wondering what to do with That's it. That's ironic. What to do with Jägermeister? It. Stag party? Oh, my God. You didn't even think? Come on. Yeah, I won, I've actually won stuff at stag parties. I won a six-pack of Jetty Cream Ale. It was the gag prize. Yeah, I'd say. Well... Yeah, the gag. Problem. I want a bottle of. I've heard stories about cream ale. I don't know if I've ever actually had it. Jenny Screamers. Yes, I've, had I've it. heard that it really will get you mm-hmm. really bad. Well, no. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the translation for Jaeger hunter? Might be. I believe it is for a hockey player from Czechoslovakia. That's Jaeger. Oh, he's still playing, by the way, yes. on the team he owns. So but he's so getting all I've the ex- damn I want a bottle of tequila at, a te- at one party. Somebody stole it, which is really fun. And another party, I won Jägermeister, and I'm wondering what to do with this. What to do with it? Should I drink it? Throw so it I, away? Well, I had a little glass on ice that was wrong, so I made Christmas cookies out of it. But see, that's not bad. And they did not come out bad. You know what the recipe for Jägermeister is? Every year they go and get all the bar rags in the world and wring them out into a bucket. Oh. And that's Jägermeister. Well, remember. Don't for- care. For a while, what is the in shot these days? Because I remember when I was in um, college, it was kamikazes. I don't know if it's mixed shot, but I know a lot of people are into that, what, that fireball? Well, I know shit. JMO for a while. How much JMO shot, JMO shot, JMO shot? Um, 
but the thing is, after I passed the age of about 25, I decided shots aren't really something but that I you do. But I wonder what the in one is now, because I don't really go to bars like that either. anymore. Um, I, uh, but I know a couple There's years ago. There's always the in shot, though. Well, a couple years ago, there was uh, it was the land of lemon drops and chocolate cakes. Remember brain tumors, brain hemorrhages? Unfortunately, I do. Those were nasty. But they actually, if you've not seen these, I don't know what the complete mix is. But it's something that's... But it's with Bailey's Irish Cream and something else, but when you do it... It curdles. It curdles and looks like a little brain, so that's probably grenadine, I bet. Might be. Because it's red. It might be. Yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. But it looks like a little brain. Yeah, and it tastes and the consistency is just wrong. And then for the badly named ones, the gas chambers where they do. Actually, speaking of that, we were at uh, a bar which will remain nameless because I don't want to talk about. No, it. I know, but I was thinking one story where a guy did a gas chamber and had to run to boot. Well, we decided that between me and another staff member and the bartender, that we were going to invent a shot called, I think we we called it the flaming douche. So, he made. This shot, it was white vinegar with, what the shit was it? A white vinegar with wild turkey and floated 151 on the top and, f- and set it ablaze. And I said, okay, how do, I was like, all right, give me the straw. And I went to blow it. I was like, no, no, you drink it while it's on fire. It's like, all right, number one, fuck you. Number two, I did it. And because of how the weights of the liquids are, I put the straw in. Didn't thank, Thankfully, didn't get any flame up the straw, but all I got was a mouthful of white vinegar followed by whiskey chaser. I know people who've done flaming shots yeah. and burnt their beards. Yeah. Fire and alcohol is not good, folks. Well, that's probably could be one of my most eventful drinking stories. My good friend Rob and I were over at his cousin Anna's house, and her father had some Toro, Italian whiskey, very, very strong. And we did flaming shots. We did two of them. Literally passed out on the lawn. It started raining. Rob woke up. He was still hammered. We, um, I got a bottle years ago when I turned, actually, when I first turned 21, a co-worker gave me a bottle of Slivovitz. Which is what Croatian oh Croatian plum brandy or some oh. some former Soviet country is their plum brandy and this is like fucking rocket fuel. And she told me she's like you have to drink the entire thing by your twenty second birthday or you're doomed to bad luck. Well, that explains a lot. Anyway, fast forward fifteen twenty years, we get a bottle of it, and we go to my grandfather. Now this is a man who. Damn near drank, and he has a great story about this from World War II, who damn near drank red wine mixed with airplane fuel. It was a legitimate thing. And he took a shot of it, because we knew what it was. And he's like, oh, and he's like, hey, hey, Pap, free liquor. That's the best kind of liquor. So he throws it back, and we're waiting for his reaction. He's like, what? I don't see anything wrong with God, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever had Slivovitz? Ah, uh, yes. It's something, it's, isn't it's it? It's vile. It's grappa's really foul, oh, too. Oh, grappa's not good. That's really bad. The other one, too, is, is a, I have one of my friends years ago, he would get cutty sark. Actually, the goose drink, would drink cutty sark. Ah, because, cutty sark with his... because basically he would say cheaper, but the same alcohol. Well, that's that's why I got my grandfather onto ice beer. 
This is when the goose, it's higher alcohol and the same price. The goose thought he was a flamingo for a while. You'd see him on campus standing on one leg. We need to talk to him again. I'm, I'm, he will be I'm, back. I know. I but like this him. is how your Jesuits for you, the yeah, exactly. That was good though. It's like goose. Oh, you're you're molting, aren't you? Yeah. Pink. You know, flamingos actually aren't pink in nature. Oh no. No, they're like white. They get them pink by dyeing the shrimp they eat in zoos. I did not know that. Yeah, and they have to eat upside down. Whatever. Their heads know there you go. That's your random... I've seen them at Seneca Park Zoo in that little bird thing. That's your carnival of randomness fact of the day. It's a widely believed urban fact that flamingos aren't naturally pink. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've heard that they, they so actually... So if you were in Florida or somewhere where they actually have them, you'd see them, they'd be white? Yeah, they're like, a, they're like a very pale pink, but they're not that bright, vibrant pink like you see in the lawns of Italian families. I can say it because I'm Italian. Oh. And it's true. Yeah, and they're around. I mean, that was for a while we were... Yeah. But that's amazing. It's like I've never. Hey, isn't that weird? No, I did not know that yeah, one. That one. Did you guys know that? They don't know what a flamingo is. I was is. thinking though, back too. It's one of those things. It's like jobs you do, you'll never do them again. Like if you ever do doors at a bar, the drive-through Christmas light show. That is all. Yeah. It was down the road from where my mother used to live, and I'll. It's uh, it was called uh, Hartwood Acres in just outside of Pittsburgh. And they would do literally a drive-through. It was a very big park in an old estate. And they would string up thousands and thousands of Christmas lights and hundreds of displays. And people would just, you know, drive through the Christmas light show. And they put on the Christmas music on the radio, drive through. It was a lot of fun for them people not working. I would have to work, you know, keep walk through. Me and a couple other people, we would walk through the park. If a car broke down, we would help them get off the road so we could get a tow truck. Make sure nobody was stealing the Christmas lights, um, and just basically keeping an eye out for general douchebaggery. I was usually stationed by the 12, 12 Days of Christmas section, with a constant cassette loop of the 12 Days of Christmas. Did they dress you up like anything? Oh, God, no. They gave me a reflective vest and a flashlight, and one of those airplane flashlights. Right. Um, so for six, seven hours a day, five days a week, for the entire run of the thing i heard the 12 days of christmas twitchy twitchy i'm like i'm like uh dreyfus from the pink panther you know it got to the point where i could tell every single glitch in the tape like i would put up my fingers like there it is and then randomly some college kids stole one of the french hens <laughs> so it was two french hens it actually goes crescent beach used to have a really really nice display every christmas yeah and what happened was I talked to the owner one time, and they had to wire everything down because people were stealing stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I've never gotten the thing about how people say they got the Christmas lights stolen, and they'll, you'll hear the story, well, that somebody left a note, we need them more than you. So imagine you, some kid, that's real Christmas cheer. You have lights on the tree because your parents stole the lights. Well, and it's not just that, the defect that we need them more than you. Who the fuck says you do? What gives you the right you know, you as a person, an equal, supposedly equal citizen in this planet that we are, what gives you the right to decide you need something more than I no, do that I paid for? It's ridiculous. And the other thing about that, like going to that, is for my Uncle Art's grace, somebody's stolen the flag off it like twice. See, that's, you know what, There, there's not much, there's not many things you can do that are less classy than stealing a fucking flag off And all I think about, I see them all around. I know I've been told, like Snoop would say, yeah, maybe they took them down. No, they're all around. I'm thinking some little kids out there probably with his parents going around. 
and well, probably what happened. Oh, mommy, I got the flag, and oh, it's this fun. Yeah, parents like that. You know what? Here's part of my judgment. Parents like that should be shot. Oh, that's why I'm looking more at home delivery for groceries. Oh yeah, fuck. I've the gotten world. to be. I do not like lines. Nah. And it's horrible. We get the person in front of you with one thing. Oh, I'm going to, I don't have this. Let's put yeah. the card in. It's wrong. I'll drop the change. Oh, can I write a check? Actually, the other day I was behind some asshole and he had to do everything in separate purchases because of his fucking EBT card. All of them? Mm-hmm. Oh. He had to pay some with his regular card and then the others with his EBT well, card. Well, the one I don't like, sometimes you get the people who either have the coupons or they think it's a flea market and they barter for the price. Right. You know, like, do you accept bits of string? Store policy. It's like, I will pay you in a mixture of cash, check, and the value of this dance. Or they try to do, they kind of count out the change, drop it on the floor. Or the one that gets me, and I just saw this the other day, the person gets up there with groceries then decides they don't want to buy half of them. Come on. Like the, uh, come on. It's like, what the heck? Don't you try to figure in your head what you want? Well, yeah, that's why there's a thing called pencil and paper. Yeah. And grocery lists. But for all of the more tech-savvy people, the grocery store app, grocery list app, they actually have that. Oh, they do? Yeah, I well, have I try it. to go around different places and everything, you know. Yeah. More and more, I'm thinking, let's just get home delivery, pay the extra choice, and just have a thing where you pick it up. And then see how many items they goof up, which would be kind of fun. Yeah, which is a lot. Like, oh, you wanted your watermelon on top of your eggs, right? Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Oh, that's perfect, too. I was going to scramble them when I got home. No, the best one, uh, nobody's ever actually said this to kind of wrap things up here. Because it you actually... guys done, finally? It actually sounds like it, but nobody's ever hey, said... don't fly the car away. We oh, need it, dudes. Sh- nah, they shit. dropped it. It's all right. Oh, we're fine. They've we never drive without a bump. They've right never said up. it, but it's been heavily implied. Like, I want all of my shit in one bag, but I want the bag light enough to carry. Make up your goddamn mind, people. And that's why certain stores, they have the self-checkout line. And the other fun thing is, like, if you get, like, toilet paper or toweling, it's easy to carry, but it's so damn awkward. Well, that's another thing, and this is why I actually do the toilet paper delivery. Because how many times have you thought to yourself, I need toilet paper. You go to the grocery store, you get everything but toilet paper. And it's like, well, shit, no pun intended. Well, that's the idea. You get a list, you do anything else, you leave. Oh, we bought everything, but we don't need. Right, exactly. So that's why toilet paper shows up on my doorstep every other month. That's very good. Damn right. I'm sure space aliens want to know about that. Well, you know, considering the anal probe that's coming our way... Oh, that doesn't look pleasant. No. Should we run away? Yes. All right, let's run away. But anyway, this has been what we're calling Winging It, Episode 2. When we get stuck somewhere, we seem like we have either natives of our own planet or different planets to entertain while we're in a mess. Oh, they're from Uranus. (laughs) William Herschel discovered their planet. Probably, I wonder if they used to make fun of him all the time. It's like, let's pronounce as Neil deGrasse Tyson says, once once you're after the age of 12, it's Uranus. Yes. John Big Booty. It's Big Booty. That's a great movie. Yes. We'll talk about that next time. Yes. So for now, we're going to flee the aliens and head to Roswell. So I'm Zach. That's Rob. This has been the Carnival of Randomness. Winging it, episode two. Nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu. We'll catch you on the flip side if we don't get abducted again. Keep See watching ya. the skies. Indeed. <laughs>